If I could encourage you with anything as you build and grow your online business, it would be this. You can break the rules. You don't have to follow the script. You don't have to follow my script. There are a million ways to build a thriving online business that serves a ton of people, fills your bank account, and gives you a lot of joy and satisfaction in the morning when you wake up. And what I want to do in today's episode is share with you the three biggest online business rules that I break all the time that have had zero effect on my ability to build wealth, serve people like you, and have a blast doing it. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 100 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. Uh, it is my 100th episode of this show, which is amazing. That really actually ties into one of the rules that I break. So we'll talk about that in one second. Um, I want to just thank you for listening. If you've caught any of these episodes over the last two years, I've been doing this show. Uh, thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you watch here on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in, for leaving comments, for liking, subscribing. You've created a ton of amazing uh, juju inside of this YouTube community. It's, it's just fun to log in and see overwhelmingly positive feedback. So it means a ton to me. And you've had really good ideas too and great stuff that's led to follow-up episodes. So keep the feedback coming. It means a ton. Um, we're going to dive into something really practical today that I think will help encourage you and set you free. Before we do, I want to make sure that you have access to the material you need to build your online business. And I want to point you to my passive income workshop. I have an entire 45-minute training for free to help you build $1,000 a month of passive income, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to chip away at it. It's very comprehensive, but to the point at the same time, there's four components you need for passive income. It's not a myth and it's not magic either. It's actually work. It's actually a system and it's math. But once you put the system together and you get some math in your favor, you really can make money on autopilot. It's how I run both of my online businesses. It's what allows me to sit and do an episode like this for you and know that I'm getting paid at the same time, which is beautiful. So I want you to have that material and I want you to implement it in your online business. If you haven't already, it's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Or if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it below here, grahamcochran.com slash workshop and get my passive income workshop where I can teach you how to make $1,000 a month or more of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. Okay, let's dive into the three rules that I break. And I want to set this up because one, uh, I coach a lot of online business owners and a lot of times they're scared. They're scared of making a mistake. And, you know, you could blame their parents or you could blame the education system. Um, but there's just fear of screwing up and doing it wrong. And I mean, I, I fall into that camp. I'm the kind of person that wants to know the right way to do it, the best way to do it. I'll, I'll research and research uh, and I'll put in the work to figure out the right path. And then I want to stay on that right path. Uh, so I, I, my personality gets tripped up when there's multiple ways to achieve a result because that just does not compute for me typically. I'm like, there's got to be one way. It's got to be the best way. 
So the problem with a person like me is I will follow um, someone who's doing what I want to do. Uh, and I want to recreate what they're doing, which is a great idea, by the way. That's not the problem. The problem is then I get stuck because I feel like I have to do it exactly the way they did it or the way they're doing it because I know it's successful for them. So I want to basically copy what they're doing or step-by-step step do it in the same way. The problem comes when maybe some of the things they're doing don't feel right to me or don't line up with my season of life or my personality or my audience. And then I feel like, oof, I don't want to go off script. I don't want to go off what they're doing because what if it doesn't work? What they're doing is proven. What I'm doing is unproven. And so I'd rather do the proven thing. So I don't know if any of that resonates with you, but that's kind of how my head works when it comes to stuff like this. And so you're tuning in to the show. You're listening to me, presumably because you want a little bit of what I have or you want to do a little bit of what I've done, right? And hopefully I can deliver that to you. Every week I'm trying to show up and give you practical stuff tips and tricks on launching online courses and membership sites and how to grow your email list and how to write sales copy and how to build an audience and how to automate things, how to create passive income, how to work less, uh, how to have a better balance with your life. Like all of those things are things that I feel like I've done relatively well. And that's why I teach them to you in hopes that they help you. But this is the big but. Um, there's not just one way to do all those things. As you know, a lot of you tune into the show because you've seen other people's and their ways of doing things and you don't like it. And, and I provide hopefully a fresh alternative, a fresh perspective. But even then, the way I do it isn't the only way. There is a lot of freedom to be had when you understand what really matters in business and you, and you make sure those elements are ticked off or ticked and those boxes are ticked and, and you're, you're, you're pursuing what really moves the needle. But then there's a lot of things around that that are usually the visible things that don't really matter as much. And those, those are the rules you can break. And I want you to break them um, because ultimately I want you to trust your gut. And I want you to listen to your audience. And I want you to do what works for them and for you because that's, those are the two people that really matter in this equation is your audience and yourself. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what another online business coach thinks. It doesn't matter what... The latest guru thinks what matters is what you think and what your audience needs. Those are the only two people that really kind of matter in this equation. So let me give you three examples of rules that I've broken and continue to break um, that have had zero impact on my ability to build a business, build wealth, serve people, uh, and live the life that I'm trying to live. And I call them rules. Um, you could call them best practices. You could call them what most people are telling you you should do. Okay, ready? The first one has a lot to do with this podcast as we celebrate the 100th episode of The Graham Cochran Show. And the first rule is that I make really long YouTube videos. That's a no-no. Making long YouTube videos is a no-no. The rule is, the unspoken rule is, the shorter the video, the better. Now, this was especially true in the early days of YouTube when all that mattered was how many views you got. So all you needed was to get somebody to click and watch for one second, that counted as one view, and then that was good to go because the algorithm, the currency it cared about was views. Oh, you're getting a lot of views? You must be relevant, so we will bump you up in search results on YouTube. So he who got the most views would get more views, and it was a, a virtuous cycle for that person, which led to a lot of clickbait, um, a lot of even clickbaity thumbnails that are that are wrong. Like the, 
purport to be one thing you click on and you're like, this isn't the video I was looking for, but they got what they wanted. It didn't matter. You could move on and they got the view. YouTube got smart years ago and changed that currency from views to watch time. Watch time is how many minutes are people watching your videos on average. And that is a better indicator of relevancy, which is what YouTube wants. They're looking for relevancy. Um, it's a better indicator because if somebody clicks on your video, that's one thing. And if they keep watching, that's another thing. So keeping people watching is what matters. And that's why you see a lot of YouTubers doing things to get you to keep watching. Now, that's all well and good, and I have nothing against that. But even then, there's so much rhetoric about you don't want videos to be too long because people aren't going to watch the whole thing and you're gonna bore them. So say what you're gonna say faster, get to the point faster so that they can get through the video. Now, there's something to be said about being concise and not wasting people's time, and I can respect that. But it's funny because what I think YouTube wants and what the YouTube gurus would tell you is there's probably a sweet spot of five to 10 minutes for a video, and maybe you could push it to 12 or 13. Uh, and about two years ago, when I decided to start a podcast, um, my YouTube videos, which are me filming myself doing this podcast, all of a sudden went from 10-minute videos to 30-minute, sometimes 40-minute videos. And I, I get some comments about, hey, dude, these videos are way too long. So I'm breaking a rule by having really long YouTube videos that are a turnoff to some people and some would say are hurting me and hurting my chances of growing an audience on YouTube. So let me give you some context for why I don't give a rip about how long my YouTube videos are. One, um, I, I made the change two years ago because I wanted a podcast. Everybody had been asking me for a podcast for a long time. I said, I don't have the margin to start something in addition to my YouTube channel. So I kept saying, no, no, no. Um, but I knew there was demand for podcasts too. I, I love the concept of having a podcast in the sense that I like to have conversations. I love being on other people's podcasts. I've been interviewed, I don't know many, how many hundreds of times on people's podcasts. And I feel like a conversation or even a longer monologue allows for more depth and richness of delivery. A 10-minute YouTube video, while it can be amazing, and I've done those where they're jump cuts and they're tight and to the point, very factual, you get lots of facts very quickly, and I can appreciate that on one hand. It only goes one layer deep, which is here are the facts. Now, that may be all you want. What I wanted was to be able to go deeper and have conversations with you about some of the things underneath the things and be able to get, get to the true heart of what makes a business tick because you can't just give three quick little tips in a five-minute video that helps you grow your business to seven figures. Like It's more than just three quick little tips. It really is getting into the head of your mentor, getting into the head of someone who's done what you want to do. And I'm hoping that by pulling back the curtain and speaking a little bit more at length and giving you a little bit more detail, you're getting in my head and that better helps you understand how I think for better or for worse. And you can then go take what's good about that and use it and, and discard the stuff that is irrelevant to you. Again, you can break the rules. So for me, I was like, you know what? Having a podcast would be great for that. Um, but me being the king of efficiency and wanting to work as little as possible um, so I can live and give as much as possible in other ways, I said, I'm not going to add that podcast to my YouTube channel. And I'm not going to give up YouTube for a podcast because the, the, the numbers are just too hard to ignore that YouTube gives you way more discoverability than a podcast does. 
So I'm not going to give up YouTube. It is the thing that will drive anyone's business. It is the world's second largest search engine and the world's second most visited website next to Google. So if you want to be discovered, you better be on YouTube. So in my mind, don't want to give up YouTube. Don't want to start a second podcast. Let's do it at the same time. Let's just turn on the camera and record a podcast. So it can be, the audio can be my podcast. And that's what you listen to if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, and then what I'm filming right now is my video. Now, when I decided to do this, I had no real litmus for whether this would work or not. I had I wasn't really following anybody that was doing this. A lot of people are recording podcasts and then just uploading the audio to YouTube with just a thumbnail static image. And so you just click play, but listen to the podcast. And to me, that made no sense. Why would I listen to it on YouTube when I could just listen to it on Apple Podcasts? Um, and then other people were doing YouTube videos and a podcast. And I was like, I just don't have the margin for that. So I'm just going to do it this way. And I'm going to see if this works. And I actually don't care if it works because I'm just going to do it because this is what I want to do. I think this will help my people. And I think this will fit into my life. <laughs> so I started that two years ago. And basically my YouTube channel then began starting with the, the Graham Cochran Show episode one. I actually shot three episodes. And... Uh, I want to tell you something. For the people who listen to the podcast, it was it was well well timed and much appreciated because I got a ton of good feedback. It, within a week, I was on the but within twenty four hours, I was on the iTunes New and Noteworthy podcast ranking on in the top five or ten for business podcasts under New New and Noteworthy podcast which was great because of all of you and because of, hey, having an email list, there you go. I emailed my entire list. It was like, hey, I have a podcast now. Would you go listen to an episode and give me a review? I got a bunch of ratings and five-star ratings, hundreds of, of reviews on Apple Podcasts in 24 hours. So that, A, there's a little plug for having an email list. If you have a built-in audience, you can get that kind of stuff. And that helped me rank a little bit higher in Apple Podcasts. Now, it hasn't ranked much higher since then, but it gave me a good boost at the beginning. And the people who listen to the podcast are super happy to listen to it in that format. Um, and maybe you're one of them. For those of you on YouTube, I think it opened the door to many of you who really started to appreciate the level, level of depth that I could get to in these episodes. And for some of you, you may be left, and maybe you're not even here, so why, don't, why am I even talking to you? You said, dude, this guy had perfect 10-minute videos, and now he's got 30, 35-minute videos, and I just can't stand it. It's just way too long. So those people left. So I, I, I risked losing some people. But in those two years, my YouTube channel has only tripled in size. Uh, my email list has only tripled in size. My business has more than quintupled in terms of revenue. It has not stopped me from serving people, getting noticed, building wealth. And you know what? I enjoy it. I prefer this format a million fold. I don't have to do any edits. Do you know that? I just turn on the camera. I have my notes, a couple of bullet points. I hit record and I just talk to you. And then when I'm done, I'm done. I chop off the ends. I slap on my music. I render out the video. My assistant does the rest. I mean, there's no editing. So in a way, it's even faster. Even though my videos are longer, there's just, there's no having to go back and do the jump cuts and do this. And do it's uneditable. Is it perfect? No. Do I screw up? Yes. Do I trip over my words? Sure. But hey, it gets the job done. So that was a rule that I broke and has not stopped me. 
And I'm actually happy about that because I trusted my gut. I thought this would serve the people who want a podcast. It would still serve my YouTube list and it would still, or YouTube uh, followers and subscribers, and it would still help me build my business, get discovered, build my email list, sell more product, build wealth. And so all of those things have continued to happen. And hey, if anything, maybe I've shown you there's another way to use YouTube, even though I'm using it quote unquote wrong. There's an entire other way I'm using YouTube wrong, which is sort of a side tangent. We won't get into it today, but just food for thought, YouTube is meant to be a platform that you keep people on. So like the video, subscribe to the video, watch my next video. That's what YouTube wants. And what am I always asking you to do at the beginning and end of these videos? Leave YouTube and go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, download my workshop, watch it. I'm, I'm literally telling you to do the thing that YouTube tells you not to do, which is get people to leave YouTube. But I do that because it grows my email list, which grows my business. So there's a lot of rules I'm breaking here when it comes to YouTube, and it hasn't stopped me from building a really successful business. So you can break the rules, and one of those for me was making long YouTube videos. Number two, I talked about this last week a little bit. Um, I quit social media for a year. This is like the ultimate rule you're not supposed to break is to get off of social media. Um, and it, I won't belabor this point too much if you listen to last week's episode, but quitting social media for a year, and again, I'm coming up on the year anniversary real soon, and I still, as of this moment, don't know if I'm even going to jump back on. So I'll, I'll let you know when I know more. <laughs> but it's been almost a year, 11 and a half months as of taping this, um, and my business has only quintupled. Um, and it's been an amazing year. So social media, the lack thereof really, I should say, has not affected my ability to grow my business. And I, I try to talk about this as much as possible only because I, I pick on social media only because it's like, it's the, the sexy tool. It's the thing that people who are getting into online business think is the thing, but it's not the thing. It's the visible thing. And I'm sure most of the people who are doing much in business are on social media. Very few are off. There are some, but most people are on. So it's easy to see something that is not correlated or it's correlated, but one doesn't cause the other, you know? So as they say, correlation doesn't equal causation. Just because you see your biggest business guru on social media doesn't mean his or her social media presence is causing their seven-figure, eight-figure revenue stream. Likely what's causing it is audience building somewhere else, viral videos on YouTube, lots of SEO with their blog that you don't even think is a big deal, but trust me, blogging and SEO is not dead. It is a big deal. Uh, they have an email list that they're growing and they're promoting their email list. They're doing JV partnerships with other people and they're just getting as many eyeballs as they can to sell as much product as they can. And so you're seeing a lot of collaborations and a lot of partnerships and a lot of affiliate promotions because we're running, people are running out of people to sell to. And so they're having to split that revenue. So there's a lot going on behind these scenes that you don't see, but it's not really social media. There are exceptions to the rule and there are certainly people, and I've got students of mine whose social media is a big part of how they make a living. It is how they sell. It is how they grow. It is how they get discovered. So yes, that is possible. That is not the norm. It really isn't the norm. It's very hard to go viral on social media and get discovered. And then even if you do, you really have to move those people off of social onto your email list in order to get a lot of growth uh, and to have a sustainable business. So yeah, I have my videos uploaded to Facebook. And yeah, I have 
my assistant chop up some of these videos and put snippets on Instagram. Um, it's just staying top of mind, which is about as good as you know social media can do, honestly. But I did that mostly because I have people that follow me there who I know want to keep up with it. And I wanted to give them something to keep up with because I know people are lazy and they're not going to click over. But you know where my, my money is coming from and you know where my growth is coming from? It's coming from YouTube. It's coming from people discovering my videos on YouTube every day, hearing about me and opting into my list and then going through my funnel and buying my products. I mean, that's that's how the business is growing. So what me not being on social media hasn't had any effect, me not engaging. There's, do you know how many DMs I must have on Instagram that I don't even know about? I'm missing them. It, it hasn't stopped me from growing my business. And that is very intentional because that's how I've set up my business. I don't want my business to rely on social media. I have nothing against social media, but I want my business to be sustainable outside of social media. And taking a year off of it has just only proven the point that I've been making for 11, 12 years that social media doesn't drive your business and shouldn't drive your business because social media is renting. Having an email list is owning, right? Social media is playing in someone else's sandbox. Having an email list is having your own sandbox that your people play in. So you really want to control your business. And that's where an email list comes in and discoverable evergreen content comes in. So yeah, I break that rule. I break the social media rule and it's okay. So if you're feeling like you want to break the social media rule, you totally can. You won't be losing anything. But if you like social media, then do it. You know, again, you can break my rule. You can say, screw what Graham does. I'm going to be on social media all the time. Do it. I'm going to sell on social media, even though Graham says not to. Do it. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. I'm just sharing with you what works for me and what I've made peace with and what rules I'm breaking, what best practices I'm breaking that have really had no bearing on things, just to encourage you that you have some freedom to do it as well. And third and final online business rule that I break is uh, I only have three products. Only three products with the Graham Cochran business, right? The rule is build as much stuff as you possibly can because the more stuff you build, the more stuff you can sell. Now, I'm all about building new things and selling them, but I've been slowly rolling out a product line. What do I have for sale here? I have my flagship online course, Automatic Income Academy soup to nuts, start to finish, from no idea to how to build a passive income business. It is the Mac Daddy of courses, and it's how I run my businesses. So yeah, I have one course, and it's amazing. I have one membership site, my six-figure coaching community. And this is for people who already have a business. They may not be making a ton of money, but they've at least launched their first course, gotten things up and running. They know the basics, and they're doing the basics, but they want advanced strategies. They want to scale to six figures and want to work less. They want accountability. They want coaching and access to me and a, a group of amazing people. So that's my membership. That's my second product. And then I have the Epic Mastermind, which is a mastermind of 12 people that I work with every single week. These are six-figure earners already, mo usually multiple six figures and a few seven-figure earners already who want to scale, who want accountability, who want a board of advisors, who want coaching, who want that sort of team to help push them even further. That's it. A course, a membership, a mastermind. And you could say I have a fourth product, which is I'm an affiliate for Kajabi. And that was a surprise product, not a surprise that I promoted it, but I didn't think it would be much of an income stream. But if there was any product that I was ever going to promote as an affiliate, it was Kajabi because I was already promoting it even when there was no affiliate program because I really legitimately believe it's the best platform for online business. So it was a no-brainer for me to do a video. And when that video 
picked up on YouTube and people started to opt in and I realized I could make some good money being an affiliate for Kajabi, I got more intentional and I share about Kajabi more often, more tutorials, uh, more answering questions, uh, more comparisons of Kajabi versus other platforms, things like that. And that's only grown the Kajabi income. So I view that as a product line as well. It's just not a product I own or built. It's just a product that I promote. So technically you could look at that as four products. The, the people that I follow that are crushing it have a ton of courses. Like, why would I have one online course? Would I, I could build probably 10 other online courses right now that I could think of, but I don't. So the reason why is because I don't really want to. <laughs> um, there's other things I want to do. Um, it's a lot of work. I already have a really well-selling course. I'm more interested in growing my audience. I'm more interested in growing my, my presence online and seeing if getting more people in my funnel on my list can sell more product. And guess what? It can, and it does. So without launching the mastermind, which launched last year, I didn't have anything new in, in 2020 that I launched at all. And without the mastermind, business grew 4X. Just because more people seeing what I'm doing, more people opting in my funnel, buying the same two products. My course, my membership, that's it. Kajabi. Course, membership, Kajabi. That's to be fair. Then I launched the mastermind. That was a nice big bump of revenue. Then again, that's capped. It's only 12 people. So that doesn't scale very well. It's, it's a high-priced group, but it just doesn't scale beyond what it is. Um, and I'm happy with that. I like I like the product offering because it makes sense to me. I don't want to build another product just to have something random to sell to you. I want to have a product suite that makes sense for you, that that's logical. So depending on where you are and what your needs are, you know what to purchase if you want to go deeper with me. So I'm trying to keep it simple. I'm trying to keep it logical and graduate, let you graduate up from my course to my membership. And then maybe you'll be one of my mastermind students one day, which would be awesome. Now, does that mean I won't launch anything new in the future? No, but I'm not in any hurry to launch anything new until or unless I see a gap in either the marketplace or a gap in my product line that, that could serve my people well. That takes a lot of the pressure off. I don't feel like I have to launch a bunch of new things. All I have to do is focus on my content and serving you every single week for free because that feeds the machine. And that goes back to my passive income workshop. If you haven't watched that, that's a huge reason why this type of business can scale without you having to run ads or do a lot of affiliate promotion for other people or be on social media all the time or launch a bunch of products. You can have a simple product line, but if you are continuing to feed the machine through good content that leads to your lead magnet, which leads to your funnel, you can sell more of the same product or products that you have. And it's a both and, right? You, you really wanna do both. But I get asked all the time, why do you only have three products? Why don't you have more? I don't need more. I don't really want more right now. I'm fine the way it is right now. So leave me alone, okay? <laughs> so. So yeah, there, there you go. That's my third business online business rule that I'm breaking. I only got three products when I should probably have a lot more. You know, it's an experiment. When I launched the Recording Revolution, my first online business, I was launching three products a year. Um, but it turns out over half of them weren't that great. A few of them were, were winners. But I was trying things, experimenting. It was a good process for me. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But my whole point in this episode is to say, you can do whatever the heck you want. 
There's nothing you have to do, really. You, you don't have to do what I teach. You don't have to do it the way I teach. You don't have to do what other gurus are teaching. If you see something someone's teaching, whether it's me or anybody else, and you go, ah, I get what he's saying. It just doesn't feel right. Then ignore it. Trust your gut. You want to build a business that you feel good about. You want to build a business that makes sense to you. Now, if there's an area of, of online business that's new to you, for example, I'll just say email marketing or email funnel, and you go, is email that important? People keep talking about email. If it's new to you and you just feel uncomfortable with it, do some research, understand the why behind it. But if you get to the, the end of the research and you understand why someone like me is going to tell you to have an email list uh, and you still disagree, you, you got to do what you want to do. You got to do what feels good to you. Maybe you just crush on TikTok and maybe you know how to sell on TikTok and it's just printing money. And maybe you're okay with the risk that when TikTok goes away and everybody jumps ship for whatever the latest TikTok will be, um, that you're fine with that risk and you've accepted that risk. And then that's fine. You got to do what feels right to you. Break whatever rule you feel needs to be broken if it feels like your gut's telling you this makes sense in the moment. Because you know your audience better than I do and anyone. You know what you can deliver better than what that I do or anyone else. And you know your corner of the internet. Like if whatever trends you see, pay attention. Now, a lot of trends I ignore because I know they're going to come and go and I stick with tried and true things. But if you see something, you're like, dude, I think this is a thing. Jump on it. Worst case scenario, you're wrong. Big deal. You can always go back to doing what you're doing. But I think you need to have the freedom to break the rules, trust your gut, and do what's going to serve people, aka your audience, and help build the life you want to live. The worst thing you could do is build a successful online business that's technically correct, that prints money all day and all night, and you have to work in it 50, 60, 70 hours a week, and you hate the business you built. That'd be the worst. It'd be the worst. That's not what we're trying to do here. There's a reason why the tagline of this show isn't just helping you build your online business and make as much money as freaking possible. Okay? It's because that's not the goal. I do want you to build your online business, which includes making money, but I want you to work less. I want you to be able to have more flexibility and freedom and not have to be in the office every single day or all day. I want you to be able to live more. That's like the, the antithesis of working. Work in the worst sense of the word, it just takes and takes and takes from you and wears you down. I want you to live more. I want you to feel, I want you to do things that give you life. Uh, and I want you to be able to be freed up to give more, give more of yourself, more of your time, more of your money, more of your resources, more of your talent, all of that. You put all that together, that's to me a winning business. My business here, the Graham Cochran business, takes just a few hours a week of my time. I enjoy the content I make. I enjoy the people I get to serve. I know it's making a difference. It puts a lot of money in my account. It's very sustainable. It gives me the ability to take a week off or two or three at a time if I want to. I can run this business from anywhere. Um, it's same, it stays fresh and stays interesting week to week. It allows me to work closely with people that I really want to, but also be an introvert and, and work remotely and just like put out content and, and walk away. It's, it's a good blend of all the things that I like. And most importantly, it really is helping people and it's taking care of my family. 
So who cares if I'm breaking all the rules or three of them or however many? And the same is true for you. So what I would love to know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment. If you're just listening on the Apple podcast, just think about this. I'd love to know what is one rule in your business that you feel like you're you're trying to follow, but you just want to break. You just feel like it just doesn't, it's not for me. And that you're feeling guilt about either breaking or you wish you would break, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. Is there a quote unquote best practice or rule of thumb or way it has to be or method that you're supposed to quote unquote do or follow that really just doesn't sit right with you and you're just like, I just don't want to do it. And you're toying with quitting or breaking that rule. Leave them a comment below and let me know. I'd love to know where you're at with that because it's going to be different for everybody. And if this is interesting to you, if you're like, hey, man, he he's not on social media. This guy is is making super long YouTube videos and he only has a couple of products. Like, how is he growing his business? If you want to see that in action and you haven't already, go take my passive income workshop. It takes it takes you behind the scenes, pulls back the curtain on the, en- the engine behind this. There's four components that every passive income business needs. It explains what those four components are how they connect together, the order you have to put them in. And it walks you through templates, scripts, um, tools you can use to basically replicate what I'm doing. It works in any niche. It works with any platform. Even the platforms come and go, it's the foundation underneath those platforms that really matters. And it gives you an insight into how this can be possible. How you don't have to be everywhere all the time to make a really thriving business. So if that's interesting to you, go watch the workshop grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It's absolutely free. It's my gift to you. I think you really, really enjoy it. Hey, and thanks for listening to the last 100 episodes of The Graham Cochran Show. It means a lot to me. It's been a great couple of years. And here's to the next 100 episodes. And if you have an idea for an episode that you want me to cover, let me know. Leave me a review on Apple Podcast, email me, or leave me a comment below this video. I'd love to know what kind of stuff you want me to touch on, and I will do my best to serve you in that way. As always, my friend, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.